My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello there, lovely listener. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode of Return of the Giants may contain adult language or adult themes. Hello! Hey! Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lost Archives. It is wonderful to see you and hear your lovely voices and uh, via text form in chat uh, once again. Thank you so much for joining us. We are very excited to be getting back into our Return of the Giants campaign, particularly because it has been uh, almost 10 days since I last played D&D, and um, I've been getting to itch. We, uh, we did try to run our Curse of Strahd session on Monday, but um, the Brisbane internet gods deemed us unworthy. Uh, and we had two players and myself finding uh, an, a stable internet connection hard to acquire. Um, I'm not sure whether it was because of some service on the network, but uh, there was something affecting Brisbane internet on uh, on Monday night. What was that, Ali? Mine was, uh, yeah, mine was like in and out. Like oh, on that in- same Monday night, and I, I just yeah. thought it was like my uh, Wi-Fi router just on the fritz or whatever. But. No, it was it was me. It was Tom. Um, I think uh, Jacob had had some trouble too earlier in the day. It was some, something was up with the internet in Brisbane on Monday night. Um, there were there were a few of us. Yeah, I'm with Aussie too. Aussie are normally pretty good. Uh, I don't know if Tom is with Aussie. I'll ask him. Um, but I yeah, we, we didn't have our session on uh, on Monday night, which uh, means that I've I've not played D and D in a while, so I have got very much the itch. Um, now, a few announcements tonight. First and foremost, uh, this is the first session that we've had since we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So firstly, I'd like to say thank you so much, everybody. Every single one of you bloody legends who has hit that subscribe button, um, who has hit like or uh, commented on one of our videos, thank you so much. It has been such a huge help. Um, I have just finished setting up all of the channel membership perks. Uh, they are now live if you wanted to jump on board that. Otherwise, the fact that we've hit that 1000 subs um, has been a massive help. I've already seen a bit of a jump in the uh, impressions that YouTube is uh, letting us obtain, uh, which I was told would happen when we pass that 1K, uh, 1K level. So thank you so much, everybody. For those of you who are listening who have not yet hit the subscribe button, don't worry, it's not too late. You can hit it right now. There's no problems. You just hit that button right now and it's all—it's done. You've done it. Uh, if you want to turn on the notification uh, bell so you get notified whenever a new video comes out, you absolutely can do that. I personally do that for a lot of my favorite channels, but there are some where I like, I'm, I know I'm going to check it out anyway and I don't need the notification. So it's up to you. I'm, I'm happy for you to do the notification bell however you want, but that subscribe button, become a bloody legend and absolutely give that a hit. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, easiest way to help us out is to head across to YouTube if you have a YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. Otherwise, if you can leave a rating on the podcast, that also is a massive, massive help. And for you bloody legends on Twitch, um, just keep chatting in chat. We love you. We think you're great. We'll just we'll just keep chatting with you. Twitch Twitch legends know who you are. Surviving um, aftermath. What was that? Sorry. 
Surviving the aftermath. Yeah, so this is the next thing I was going to say. So while we had a little bit of time off, obviously last week I was away in Adelaide for a work trip. Um, because I didn't want uh, the channel to just be dead for a week. And this is what I often do whenever there's periods of downtime. I will quickly play a PC game, I will record it, and I will publish episodes of it. Um, This is a really fun game, Surviving the Aftermath, that I've been playing for the last little bit that I've posted a whole bunch of episodes up. Um, They're going to be dropping over Christmas while we're away as well. I have recorded, uh, I believe it's 30 hours of Surviving the Aftermath, so there's plenty of content. Please enjoy. I um, I jumped in expecting to mildly enjoy this game because the previous game called Surviving Mars, I loved. And I was expecting like a post-apocalyptic survival city builder. This sounds like it. This, this tickles my okay. pickle a bit. Let's give it a go. It's really yeah. good. I'm really enjoying it. I can't stop playing. Um, so, so, so what, what's the appeal on? Like, some, sell me on this game. Uh, I, have, I have no idea what this the, game is. The, sell, progression, sell the progression is beautiful. Um, yeah. The yeah. artwork, I really enjoy. The uh, story aspect of it, I really, really like. It's got kind of a little bit Fallout vibes, um, but it's the so, like, immediate. Or... Yeah, so, so there's there's no first-person stuff. It's all kind of like managing a city and a settlement in the aftermath of the, the end of the world. And you recruit specialists so you can send out to a larger world map and explore and gather resources. I'm watching gameplay just sort of for the quick um, sort of fast-forwarded, and it's giving me like Civ vibes. It's very... It's, it's a little bit similar to Civ. I'd actually say it's a combination of Civ and Age of Empires, where your city management is like Age of Empires style. You've got a territory that you explore, you push back the fog of war, there's enemies that you fight on it, you build on a free grid, and then you move out to this hex grid of the larger world map, which is all hex tiles that you can explore and send your specialists to go and travel around. It's it's really fun. It was free on Epic. Uh, I did immediately after, I think I played 10 hours and immediately purchased all of the DLC and then added it to the game because uh, the DLC is fantastic as well. Um, I really recommend checking it out. It's really, really fun. Uh, it's not yep. sponsored. I, I just enjoy playing it. Um, nice. <laughs> just if fun. Some of your, um, if some of the people who uh, love your face and watch you play it, you could you could organize, I mean, if it's like Age of Empires with multiplayer, you could organize Sadly, like no multiplayer yet. Oh, but no. I do have some good news. Um, mostly for the lovely uh, people who watch us on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh there are going to be some community fun games coming out very shortly. I will post times with plenty of notice. These will be games that I can play with you guys. Um, I'm going to start off with a whole bunch of the really fun uh, VR games, which are multiplayer, where one person's in VR and everyone else can be on their phones. The one in particular I've been loving is called Akron. Um, this I will be doing as a little Christmas special. I'm in VR. I'm a giant tree. You're on your phones. You're tiny squirrels. You're trying to steal my acorns. I'm trying to obliterate you. It is one of the most fun games you can ever imagine. It sounds dumb as shit. Um, it's brilliant. I think one of my wow. favorite moments was realizing I could pick up the squirrels and yeet them into the stratosphere. So for those who are watching on their phones, it's it's like first person for you. You're like running around as a squirrel. I, no, sorry, third person, oh like God. over the shoulder of a squirrel trying to steal this stuff. You've got special classes, special abilities. And then in the middle of the map, there's this giant fucking tree with this angry face throwing bits at you, like trying to pick you up and hurl you away, trying to uh, spray sap at you to knock you out. It's really fun. It's It sounds dumb, but it is a lot of fun. And uh, You're spraying your sap at the followers? You know it. Uh, so it's we're gonna do that as a hot tub stream. Uh, <laughs> no, so uh, I'll I'll make sure there's plenty of notice on the Discord uh, for when that's coming out because I believe 
No. They won't even bring that behind a paywall, guys. No. You, you can have up to you can have up to twelve content. people. You can have to twelve people playing, uh, and, as well as the tree. So there's plenty of space for people to come and go and have a bit of fun. Um, it's very hard for the tree when there's that many people. Um, but don't worry, I will go my absolute fucking hardest. <laughs> the last time I played this uh, with a bunch of players, I think we had eight of my friends. I was drenched in sweat by the end of it, and I had successfully punched a hole in the wall. I got that into it. So uh, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I will try yeah. not to do that this time. Uh, <laughs> boundaries, man. There's a point uh, in the wow. game where my brain just filters out the virtual boundary and I don't give a shit. If, if, I, can, wow. if I can punch this squirrel, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and that, please don't take that out of context. Anyone who's clipping shit. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, I can see you. I can see you, Christian. <laughs> moving your mouse around nice. um but yeah so that'll that'll be coming out really soon and there's a whole bunch of other ones obviously jackpot game jack jackbox games are super fun there's there's loads of other ones so yeah you'll be seeing more and more of that um some of them i will have for members only but some of them i won't and the ones that are members only um for those of you who weren't able to make it live for the members you'll be able to watch it afterwards it'll be it'll be up for everyone to watch after a couple of weeks um the other fun announcement I have as well is that a few people have messaged me saying, would I do a like Minecraft survival server? I hadn't considered it. I actually quite like Minecraft. Um, would I do like a modded Minecraft survival? Yeah, probably. There's All D &D. the mods eight. It's literally the D&D uh, content of yeah. uh, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the mods 8 looks pretty damn nice. I played all the mods 6 when it came out uh, a while ago. I really enjoyed it. I was I was a, an original like Skyblock player when it first came out, the modded Skyblock. So I play the shit out of that. I haven't yeah. played Minecraft in ages, but D&D &D with Minecraft, I could see myself completely just losing hours of my life. So, oh, yeah. um the answer is yes, I am considering it. Uh, it will be something for the new year. I will keep you posted when that's coming. Um, that is pretty much all the fun announcements. The unfun announcement I have to share is that uh, for those of you who are watching on Twitch or YouTube, you'll have noticed a couple of faces grayed out. For those who are listening to the podcast, there are some voices you will not have heard. Um, obviously, uh, Jared uh, is not joining us tonight because he has COVID. So Jared is resting up. Uh, hope you get there soon, mate. That sucks. I think this is his... Is this his third go with COVID? I think so. He's I think it's his third rough, round. He's had a rough trot. He's, he's had yeah. a rough trot. Um, so sorry, yeah. mate. I hope, I hope you're feeling better soon. Um, well, Simon... between COVID and his knee, he's... Uh, I know. He's, he's had been a... in the wars a little. Yeah. yeah. He needs to work on his constitution. It's clearly his dump stat for real life. Um, <laughs> Are we just controlling that <laughs> one as well, the other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all the mods are nine. Wait, there's all the mods nine and ten? I didn't know there were new all the mods. Okay, well, never mind. We're playing all the mods 10. I didn't know there was a new all the mods. Um, the other, uh, Simon can't join us tonight because he is at a, a lovely event with his family. Dave can't join us because he got married over the weekend. Um, so obviously massive congrats to Dave and Liv. Um, it was an absolutely stunning wedding. Uh, I was very, very privileged to be invited and thank you so much. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I will see if I can convince Dave to send some photos of the venue up onto the Discord because it was beautiful. Uh, it, it was stunning. It was in the Yarra Valley. It was gorgeous. Um, so Dave is obviously spending time with his missus. However, I would like to add that the day after the wedding, I got a notification that someone was playing Rocket League. <laughs> so my question to you, Dave, is what were you doing the day after? The, why, why were you on Rocket League, mate? <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny. It's Dave will be... Oh, no, exactly. Perfect, perfect timing. Um, Dave will be joining us next week, but you will not see too much of him in the new year because they're going away on a very well-deserved holiday and honeymoon. 
Um, so I'll let you know when Dave's back uh, with plenty of notice, but you will get to see him next week. Okay, that's all the announcements. Let's play some D&D. I can see Christian's got a dice Ooh. ready in his hands. He's so keen. He's just like, like a super villain rolling it between his fingers. <laughs> D20 for the night. This is going to, how good tonight's session is going to go. What if it's 15. a natural one? 15 is pretty good. 15 is pretty good. It's pretty good. I going to say rolling, rolling a D20 between your fingers is the DM equivalent of oh. patting a cat as a super villain in Austin Powers. Um, oh, that's this. cool. Oh. A liquid core, huge gold one. Oh, oh my that's God. For podcast well, listeners, Christian is holding up a dice the size of a, I'd probably say like a closed fist. Nearly. Yeah, basically. nearly yeah, a closed nearly. fist with swirling green motes throughout and golden uh, inscribed numbers on the outside. Oh, I, I, I want it in a raffle. <laughs> I want one. That's sick. And it's uh, hefty enough like a baseball that um, if I have any more troubles, I'll just... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we obviously don't condone violence at the uh, at the Lost Archives, but uh, if you were going to commit violence, uh, D twenty based violence is the violence I would condone. Um, Alrighty, let's jump into the session. I will read a recap, and we will be jumping straight back into the session. So, previously, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember, and Thrain are delving deep below the earth into the Underdark seeking to investigate rumours of stone giants taking over territory and arming for war. Travelling deep below the earth, guided by some deep gnomes currently afflicted with a brutal poison, the team arrived in the vast network of caverns which make up the Underdark. Soon after arriving in the smaller chamber off of the main pathway, the team were ambushed by two ropers, monstrous beings resembling stone stalactites with large rope-like tentacles. A stranger, rushed to their aid, an owlin dressed in ragged clothing, wielding a large sword, and helped defeat these creatures and their master, a crazy Darrow. Which I realise is tautology. Darrows are crazy by nature. Introducing himself as Dream, the owlin assisted in healing the Deep Gnomes and opted to travel with the team to help locate their village. After travelling through mushroom forests bordering on the edge of the Dark Lake, the team stumbled across a Myconid colony. Proving themselves as no threat to the Circle, the group were invited into the colony to rest and help with the Myconids laying to rest one of their own. The three sovereigns of the Myconid colony requested assistance from the party in destroying the monsters responsible for the death of their companion. Fish-like creatures inhabiting a deeper subterranean chamber closer to the western edge of the Circle. Deciding to explore the colony first, the team headed over to the western edge and discovered they weren't the only guests of the Myconids. Zaylan, a drow currently on the run from Lothsworn assassins, had been relying on the protection of the Circle for a number of years. Initially cautious, the team were able to partially win her trust, and she opened up about her history with the Lothsworn drow and the reason she was being hunted. After making a bargain to return her after dealing with the Kuatoa, the team left her to her solitude. Last session. The team made their way to the site of the ambush by the Kuatoa, the team spending a little time chatting and learning more about one another, while Harry played with the magic wand he had picked up a couple of sessions ago. To the surprise of all, the wand activated, allowing Harry to perceive an aura of magic around enchanted items and locations, allowing him to see an illusionary wall. Inside, the team found an abandoned research outpost, and the desiccated corpse of a humanoid dressed in dark robes marked with the symbol of an eye. While Ember and Niles searched the notes scattered across the desk, learning this place was created by the Society of Brilliance to research Susa trees, 
Dream cast the spell Speak with Dead upon the corpse. It was revealed the body was that of Davian Hornsorrow, a researcher for the Society of Brilliance who had been killed by a monstrous entity covered in tentacles in the caverns of the Kuatoa. We left off last session as the team found some interesting items in a hidden chest, while Thrain and Dream kept watch out the front. And I realized that the team had actually not remembered the name Davian Hornsorrow. <laughs> very generously as a dm re-provided that information to them um whoops (laughs) that's uh that's funny i remember hadn't chat renamed him reginald uh fingerbottom i think was if i'm remembering correctly that's right yeah yeah well that's a shame for me never mind please enjoy that free information um so yeah we (laughs) <laughs> we we left off last session as uh, Thrain and Dream were keeping watch out the front of the caverns while the rest of the team had just explored the uh, back of the caverns and found a few interesting items hidden in a chest. A strange chime, a black candle, a strange jug, a glowing tiger eye, and a strange compass, all of which have now been added to their inventories. We're going to jump straight back in with Dream and Thrain. We ended with the two of you last time. I'll play the character of Thrain for the moment, um, and I'm going to try and keep uh, any of the intense, heavy character-driven roleplay with the players who are here, (laughs) not with players who are not. Um, As I I often try to do, I will try and limit how much I have to play the uh, the player characters. Uh, Perfect. Dream. As you stand out the front of the caverns, you and Thrain had been chatting a little bit about what was found inside. You'd spent a bit of time catching Thrain up. Uh, Thrain having left during the conversation with the corpse, um, finding it uh, uh, not very interesting to his liking and deciding to keep watch instead. Um, As you just finish sort of taking him through what happens inside, he sort of nods a little bit, looks back and goes, Were there any, uh, any weapons inside the cavern that they would have liked? Um... No, not really. I don't think so. We... It was more just a bunch of um, learned things. Uh, glasses, books, robes. Um, learned things. Not so much the kinds of armor or weapons. No, no. Yeah, boring things. Yes. You'll be pleased to know I have not seen any sign of danger. Uh, although I must say this... Uh, underground cavern starting to make me feel nervous. I feel like I'm always being watched here. Is that a common thing for this area, or is that just me right now? I I have the same feeling, um, uh, but it's... I think it's just paranoia, because there is no safe place in this underground. That being said, you do bring up a, a point, though. It's never too good of an option to stay in one place uh, for for too long the others are discussing some of the items inside but I would hate for the Kuatoans to attack the village again Um, I'm going to sort of shout back through the illusion we can chat about I did want to talk to you about revenge and avenge uh, vengeance sometime it's a new concept for me I had planned on leaving here to be honest but Mm. maybe Maybe not, if this drow woman can point me in a direction, and if I have some compatriots uh, willing to aid. Uh, everyone, I um, Thrain hasn't seen anything, uh, but that may not be a good sign. 
We've been here for a, a while. H how much longer do you think we're going to be cleaning everything up inside? Oh, uh, I, I believe I believe we're uh, we're nearly done, aren't we, Harry? Uh, Harry looks up from the false bottom of the chest, having tucked away the things. Goes, oh yeah, pretty sure that's everything we uh, we were looking for. Pretty sure I got everything in the, inside the chest. Yes, we're quite thorough. Uh, you should have seen me pick this lock. It was quite impressive. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're not not bad at that, Niles. Yes, well, perhaps I'm a bit of a prodigy then. <laughs> well, anything else that we haven't come across yet, um, I guess we could just come back here another time. This place was hidden by this illusion. I doubt oh, anyone yes. else is going to find it again. That's a good Plus, point. Plus, we can always remember about it if we never need, like, a sort of a safe hiding spot. Yes. Oh, yeah, I could use my wand to see it if we ever needed to. Ah, well, I think in that case, we should probably be on our way then. Shouldn't we, uh, shouldn't we head off? Mm-hmm. Just be careful about that tripwire. I think it's still there. I think oh, he, oh, yes. I think Harry I disarmed it. Harry disarmed, disarmed it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry, Harry disarmed, disarmed it last turn. Yep. Last turn. Last session. Last turn. Perfect. As uh, as the four of you, um, Niles, Ember, Harry, and Lyra begin making your way out of the cave, Thrain turns back to you, Dream, and nods. Yes, I would like to talk about uh, vengeance and revenge at some point, but I will say this. My people believe in honor. And if your honor has been slighted or has been treated in a way that is not becoming, it is your right to seek an honourable battle to restore honour. That is what I have always believed. And I will support you in your quest. I believe it is a quest of honour. Yes. I guess Rangers so. nods and glances at the uh, glances at your back ever so subtly. Um, I am going to walk over and speaking um, in common uh, but Kong Chi is able to understand my language being my summoned steed. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, walk over to uh, the, the fire rev of my um, my, my steed uh, and I'm just going to uh, ask uh, Kong Chi, do you mind just using your uh, hoofs uh, scratch a little bit just to the side of the entrance I'm going to point out even like as I'm standing beside Kong Chi uh, section right beside the entrance where hopefully it can mark a little bit of the rock just with some scratches almost like a bear marking its territory on trees because mm. uh, I was going to leave something but I feel like something could just be taken whereas this is yeah a scratching technically on the rock could last the ages the good news is Kong Chi can do you one better while the back legs are the cloven uh, like ungulate feet of a deer the front legs are the clawed paws of a fox. So you watch as, complying with your demands, absolutely, very, very quickly, Kong Chi sort of nuzzles into you, pushing up against you, then reaches over and claws at the rock face a little bit. Uh, could I get you to roll me, let's just say a D100 for Kong Chi, just to see, Yeah. just a as Kong percent Chi sort of dice. Yeah, snuggles in, I'll scratch mm. underneath um, his chin. Uh, and a D100. A D100. <laughs> 51, just above 51. average. Um, that actually is kind of working out to your favor. The higher the number, the more obvious the markings. The lower the number, the less obvious the markings. 
you've kind of nailed it with a 50, right? Because you want it to be obvious to someone who knows it's there, but not so obvious that other people are going to come and investigate it. So actually, in this instance, you wanted to roll pretty average and 51 is about as average as you can get. So you've got um, just, are, yep. are fire revs uh, omnivorous? Uh, yes, they are. Okay, I'll grab like a mushroom from the ground and like, good, good, good boy. Uh, and feed, feed it to Kongchi. Yeah, uh, you watch as, uh, as Kongchi sort of munches away at its um, very canine-like mouth, sort of crunching as the lips pull back, revealing the full set of teeth along the jaw. You know how dogs, when they chew something a little bit chewy, they sort of pull their lips all the way back <laughs> at the back of the mouth? <laughs> yeah, because well, uh, yeah. they, they don't have lots of molars, right? They've only got about four molars at the very, very back of the mouth. So to chew something, they really have to push it back. Um, I will and- then swing up and um, mount on top of Kongchi, waiting for the others to make their way out. Perfect. Uh, the rest of you may rejoin uh, at your own leisure. If there's anything else you wanted to do uh, in the cave with the Society of Brilliance, that's entirely up to you. Speak now, or I will assume we are moving on. Uh, admittedly, Niall, well, Matt, Matt the player doesn't really remember much of the cave, so no, I think Niles is probably happy just to move on at this point. So just to repaint the picture in your minds, there was two chambers. The one at the front had some barrels and boxes stacked up behind one of which is the corpse. Then there were there was a, a desk set up as well in that first chamber covered with some papers mm-hmm. and notes which had mostly been destroyed. Uh, ink had spilled over them and then dried. There was also yeah. that small um, cut out into the wall that led to a second chamber at the back where there were a few sleeping pallets and the chest yes, as well as a I larger desk that, that you yeah. investigated. And that was what was protected by the tripwire. Probably, probably as we we're leaving, uh, Niles will just do like one quick little glance just to see if he's you know satisfied with everything and as well. Yeah. might help them. Just thinking that there might be something stashed underneath the mattress or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you want to roll a perception or investigation check with advantage, then, uh, Matt, for Niles? I will, I will definitely do a perception check. That's so funny. I completely forgot you guys had uh, not gotten the name of the uh, the dead NPC. Perception oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. When you said, I was like, <laughs> he said Look, it. write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 24. Damn. Uh, 23 and 24. We'll take the 24. Um, Niles, as you have a bit of a peek around, the barrels at the front of the chamber, the ones in the, the in the antechamber, look to probably have once held food and water. The water has long soaked through and then drained away. The food spoiled and rotted into dust. In terms of the previous room, the one that Tarry had found the false bottom, as we have a bit of a look around the chamber, not under the beds, but stuffed into one of the pillowcases, you do find a letter. Unfortunately, the beds themselves are made of what looks like some sort of organic straw-like mycelium that has been oh. eaten away by many, many burrowing insects, and they have not discriminated between parchment and the bedding. However, the letter that still remains, you can see is the bottom, the signature line. The letter oh. reads, it starts mid-sentence, and you can see the signature at the bottom, but the mid-sentence at the bottom reads, unacceptable terms, no way forwards now. I must return to the surface and the university. I will contact when I can. Signed, with love, Professor Grell. Ooh, I know it. Even though, well, actually, it wouldn't say Professor it. Grell. It would say Celius Grell. Celius Grell. 
Um, oh, I think. I mean, this thing's probably quite fragile. Wish Dream uh, knew so I could have fucking asked. Ah, uh, fuck. Um. Uh. Uh. uh, 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 uh does anyone have? Uh, uh no, it's it's okay. I, I mean, hmm. Nas kind of like ponders this a little bit. Is there a way to like pick it up? Like not like like not touching like because okay, I guess Nas doesn't want to like pick the letter up because he's he's afraid mm. that it'll break. Yes. Um, but is there a is, yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm gonna try and like scoop it up and put it into the bag of holding, rather than like touching it directly. Yeah. I want to like. What about a feather? Like, can you use like a feather to sort of scoop under it, just so gently? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I guess that's a good point. I think Niles maybe like uses his like wing to like get in underneath it and like kind of like dexterously kind of flick it up into the, yeah. into the bag of holding that he's holding with his with his, with his hands. Definitely. Just Could I please get a slight of hand check, please? Ooh, yeah, absolutely. And there's something he's decently good at. Um, something Niles is decently good at. That's an 18. Slight of wing check. Uh, as you as you very carefully <laughs> open up your bag of holding, position it uh, close to the, the edge of the pillowcase and then gently waft the paper over. Um, <laughs> You watch as it disappears into the blackness of the bag of holding, vanishing from sight. Close it up tight and continues on his way. Satisfied with, uh, feels like he's seen everything that he needs to be seen and uh, kind of nods to himself and goes, okay, time to go. As you make your way back outside and regroup with the rest of the team, you can see that the pathway that had led you here does carry on around the edge of this rock face. This was a little detour you took to investigate the strange illusionary wall that Harry had spied with his magic rod. But now that the magic has faded, as soon as you step out from beyond the wall, it's almost impossible to tell that there was anything here. If you didn't didn't know already that an illusion was there, there would be no way to tell that this is in place, apart from some very faint, fresh scratches just at the bottom of the cave wall, almost invisible to the naked eye if you were not carefully searching for what you wanted to see. As the, uh, as the six of you begin making your way through the, uh, through the tunnels, Lyra, what do you do? That's a good idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was just uh, assuming that it's sort of, you know, uh, dusty or um, sort of um, dirt floor. Um, she's just sort of going to wipe away any footprints that were sort of leading into the cave. Um, oh, yeah. Just thinking that might be a bit of a telltale sign. Really, really good idea. Um, just so that I know how well you do, could you please make me a spell casting check? So uh, d20 plus your, plus your, plus your spell casting. Uh, uh, will this work? Oh, no, nope, that didn't work. Never mind. <laughs> no, because Mulder, it's one of those ones that doesn't have a, an attack style thing. But just, just to sort of... Uh, just to sort of see. I want to see how how brilliant you are at this spell. And how carefully you're able to. If I can get the uh, command. Just right. do it as a spell attack. Just roll it as a spell attack. Same thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't mind me. It's my secret, secret uh, special thing. Is it going to roll through? I believe. I hope. My dreams. Yay, 14. Yay. Not bad. Um, Lyra, you... you I mean, it's hard as you're moving along, but you focus on the uh, on the spell, managing to sort of move around. Rather than being dusty, this whole area being so close to the Dark Lake, the soil is quite damp, and there's a smell of, of musk and pungent decay in the air all around the, uh, the areas of the Mushroom Forest. And as this is only just on the border of the Mushroom Forest, the soil is still very soft and loamy, but that's kind of perfect for Mulder. Yeah, you just, just ripple the grounds and then the footprints disappear behind you quite quickly until, as far as you can tell, there's there's no visible signs that you had uh, 
discovered and entered this this hidden cache uh, along your journey. You carry on following the pathway for another 45 minutes or so, as, as best as you can tell in the perpetual bioluminescent gloom of the Underdark. As you begin moving further and further away from the edge of the mushroom forest, the cavern takes on a much more rocky appearance, but it's quickly apparent that it's no less alive. The fungus that grows here is much more camouflaged. It doesn't take on these massive branching bracket fungus like appearance or tall stalk trees. It actually resembles almost rocks and broken sections of the floor. And Lyra, you step on a section of rock only to discover it's a succulent that has grown and colored itself to look identical to the rocky floor underneath. The only telltale sign, the symmetry that gives away these natural life forms. The wildlife here is abundant as well. Lizards, long, milky white with no eyes, scamper around the gloom. You can see insects, quite large beetle-like insects uh, with these long, glowing, phosphorescent wings that hover them in the air, roughly about the size of a closed fist um, that seem to be moving from the rock face to rock face eating what could only be described as tiny moving specks of light, which upon closer inspection are revealed to be tiny glow beetles flashing with pulses to warn of incoming predators. The Underdark is alive in a way almost reminiscent of a, of a bounteous rainforest. I'd say Lyra and actually Niles too. There's similarity. Oh no, I just remembered you're not... Um, I, I was going to say it's much like the jungles that you remember, Matt. Oh, but it's not. Yeah. That's not you. <laughs> Niles, Niles has never been to those jungles. I'm sorry. I was about to no, compare you to your past character. Um, no, no, no. So, so <laughs> it's much like the jungles of uh, of Nunia, the thick vegetation all around. But rather than being choked with green, this area is greys and browns. An entire ecosystem based around camouflage. It's fascinating. The ground too here takes on a different appearance. The soft, loamy earth falls away to reveal rocky terrain, pitted and hollowed. The pathway of water carving endless channels into the rock, hollowing it out almost like honeycomb, the edges of which as you walk along crumble underneath your feet. This was once solid stone, but centuries of water have eroded it into almost like a porous sandstone-like structure. Any um, irregularities in the rock? eroded away at different times and different rates, creating this almost pumice-like ground underneath your feet. As you begin making your way through this section, it immediately becomes apparent that the ground is almost dangerous to walk upon. On the back of your Firav Kongchi dream, you watch as even the sure-footed Firav makes a little stumble and as the ground beneath you begins to drop away, what looked like a tiny hollow depression is revealed to be a large open shaft disappearing into the darkness below, the surface of which had crusted over with a thin layer of stone crumbling away into dust. Moving through this section quickly is going to be very difficult. The ground is porous and hollowed out. Is it, can Lara stop the party here? Yeah. Like, just if we go any further, like, are there like sort of little drops of liquid coming from the ceiling or yeah, is it as you, sort of a... As you look up, you can see stalagmites, lo mites? stalagmites lowering from the ceiling above. 
but rather than stalactites rising to meet them, it looks like the water is trickling off at a steady rate, not slowly dripping. In fact, there's an endless stream of rain falling on you. These trickles from the water above as it drains down, and beneath you, you can hear the sound of rushing water deep, deep below this uh, hollow cavity. If I put out a hand and catch a drop, does yeah. it just sort of feel like more water, or is it sort of acidic? Like, does it burn at all? As you hold out your hand and a few drops of water land on it, you watch as the skin begins to bubble and crack, dissolving through in an instant, revealing the bones. No, no. Um, as you hold out your hand, it's crystal clear, <laughs> pure water. Um, as it collects in your hands, you, you can feel it's cold, uh, quite icy cold, actually, um, but pure, clean water. Um, and as you have a little sip, it's fresh and filtered. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, I'd be careful if I were you. Um, you don't know where the stream's coming from, and there could be a, a dead goat upstream, water running through its carcass. I don't know. A, a dead goat down here? That's yes. The... Mm. That's a, that's a mean... pretty specific dream. So have you, did you put a goat upstream? Is that what you're letting us know about? No, no, no. I I'd, I'd, uh, read, read things when I was a, a child about a um, Goliath known as um, Bear uh, Gorls. Gear Balls is the one you're thinking of. Gear Balls. Yeah. I, I look up at Thrain and go, is he a friend of yours? Have you heard of this Goliath before, Thrain? Uh, of course I have heard stories of Bear Gorls. Of Gear Balls. <laughs> Brave hero, <laughs> travelled around, survives in every environment. He drinks a lot oh. of his own piss, though. Ooh, yeah, that's rather unpleasant. But uh, no, there there may be a, a dead body upstream. Um, but it's water, so I guess we're heading in the right direction. Well, yes, you, you, we're after these fishy creatures. Uh, I suspect that they must be near the water. It seems logical to me. We are. We must be heading in the right direction now. With um, Ember's help, could Dream do another survival check? Absolutely, yeah. Ember, I was going to say, Ember's probably looking around, uh, assessing the the area. So, yeah, definitely. You can make a survival check with advantage if you would like. Uh, 19. 19's good. Do you want to make another one in case you get a nat 20? Uh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, you've already rolled it? No, I see. You do You do the... I'm, I'm so used to everyone doing the rolls separately. I still have to yeah. like, train my brain to... Um, 19. Dream, as you have a bit of a look around... It's immediately apparent that this is a well-trafficked area. In fact, you can see that there are pathways of footprints across the floor, very specific pathways. A number of the, I mean, this is a wide open cavern area, but only very specific routes seem to be used by those walking. In fact, you can see a few old footprints, some booted, some barefoot, some resembling almost like fin-like appendages, just stopping suddenly at the edge of a crumbled section of the porous rock, uh, giving you the hint that probably whatever creature had made these footprints didn't make it across the cavern without okay. falling through. But there are there are three uh, specific pathways that seem to be commonly used. Um, the one with the most, I'm going to say at this point, fish-like appearance with the way that the uh, footprints are designed, very webbed-like feet, almost frog-like, um, seems to be heading towards the north the tunnel there actually starts heading downwards and you can see that there are um, areas of the pumice stone around this leaking water across, almost forming like a little veil of, of water across this entrance that occasionally splits to reveal the dark tunnel beyond. Um, you go. That was, that was a perfectly oh. timed arm. That was gorgeous. It was. 
Uh, Nas um, kind of looks around a little bit, uh, taking this all in, um, mm. and sort of just like I, I guess before he does what he does, uh, how like naturally bright this is kind of like obviously we're in the gloom, but there's a lot of like uh, like uh, f- fluorescent, phosphorescent sort of like light sources. In this so space. this. Like, yeah, this area is actually not so fluorescent with plant life. In fact, it's actually the uh, animals that are providing the most light in this cavern. The small, right. tiny glow bugs that are scuttling across the walls, mm. providing almost like a very soft greenish-blue glow throughout the cavern. Okay. The largest source of light is coming from these large beetles, um, these large flying beetles with the phosphorescent wings. Yeah, right. But in terms of comparing this to the mushroom forest much less bright in fact i'd say by this okay. point ember's probably ignited his flame in his hand and is helping to use that to create light in the cavern would ember think... just sort of pull out the glow orb oh yeah ember, ember will put out the glow orb chuck it to you lyra and then hold out his hand with flame go uh, uh, i'm happy no. i'm happy for you to use this if you want to use the globe I'll, I'll use fire i'm comfortable with fire and, and, and how how dense is the vegetation here like in terms of the trees or whatever the no no trees tree. it's all very much um fungus lichen and succulents okay. but all of which have blended into the rock wall to almost make it look like there's no life here at all mm. it's only when lyra and ember kind of point out um these succulents that grow along the grounds that look like rocks you can see there are some mycelium strands that have grown through the rock into the pumice right and there's a few um very small branching ferns that have positioned themselves underneath the flowing water from above uh, every time the water impacts them they pulse mm. with a very soft blue light yeah i, I guess niles was considering flying up to get a better idea of the lay of the land but i i like looking around at the at the uh, stalagmites that are hanging down from the cavern yeah probably, probably about 40 feet above you yeah probably probably i mean he might still do it i think niles will probably just sort of begin to like fly up a little bit and using his dark vision try to like you know obviously scout ahead and see the, the this passage leading to this uh cavern but i guess he's trying to see if there's any other paths or any other areas of interest that you can immediately see um just in relation to where he is yeah, do you want to make me a perception check? And while you Absolutely. do that, dream. Looks like you had an idea. Uh, yeah, I'll wait for Nas to get back down, though. Um, what I will do in the meantime is it was a sort of a two-part idea. Um, the yeah, the, the ideas man that Dream is trying to be a leader like his um, father wants him to be. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, Lyra, I, I saw before you were using that magic of yours to help reveal plants uh plant life by moving the the dirt um are you how much control over the earth do you have it's it's mostly earth itself i mean i i, I do have like a little bit of control over stone um the holes like of, would you be able to fill them maybe I know I that they're trying. exceedingly deep, but even just a like a an ice laked crust over the top, so at least we don't have to worry if we were to flee falling down them. Yeah, I can definitely give it my best go. Uh, on that same topic, actually, I had an idea, and uh, sort of on that topic, she pulls out sort of the rope of her pack and seeing if anyone else has any rope in theirs. I think we maybe, or at least those of us that can't exactly fly, um, maybe should uh, tie like a rope to each other so that if one person does fall down. We can pull each other up, but we don't have another incident like with the bridge and having to try and catch people. Uh, that was a whole nightmare in itself. Harry is yes. tying rope around himself and hands you the other end of it. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I don't want to fall into the river. I- I'm not a great swimmer. 
Kongchi uh, is pretty steady footed and these holes look more akin to our size so hopefully she, uh, she shouldn't fall down and um, might also act as like an anchor if a couple of us were to fall so I, I agree with that yeah, and then with that, I guess Lara's going to, if um, Dream sort of points out sort of the areas that they think might need reinforcement, Lara's going to try and use sort of that mold earth and sort of create some um, pathways that are a little bit more stable for us. Yeah, I'd say, Dream, you already have a bit of an idea of the, the various routes that people seem to have taken through safely. I'd say with you at the front pointing those out and Lyra next to you using mold earth to just stabilize any of the narrower sections, um, it's, it's not speedy going, but it is safe. And that's, that's probably what you're going for in this uh, environment. Yeah, so yeah. With with Ember creating daylight from yeah. his orb, um, Lyra, uh, Lyra doing that, and me pointing everything out. Um, I'm going to try to wave down Niles just for a moment. Uh, Niles, uh, sorry. Um, yes. You look beautiful. Um, oh, I thank you. Uh, sorry. Uh, you flying no plans um scouting yes uh we obviously are able to see in the night as can 98 percent of the population of this continent um (laughs) with our amazing dark vision that is unique to us and nothing else i was yes of course could fly ahead um obviously a bit more quieter than the rest of us and for us slowly traveling with a torch the idea being that we can try to catch them by surprise without losing the element of surprise with the light that we have around us once mm-hmm. we know where they are you can obviously fly back to us and then we can then dim down ember's light source if that's okay ember uh, yeah I, if you need light i can provide if you need dark i can just turn the light off Easy. That way we're safe while we're traveling, but then when we need to jump onto whoever you possibly find ahead of us, the Kuatoas, we mm. can still try to get some sort of attack on them before they get a, a moment to move. These things are, like we have spoken, cannibalistic creatures. Yes, I don't, I don't fancy being eaten alive by uh, fish people today. Um, but yes, I think if we can get the jump on them, the element of surprise, that would be, that would be preferable. I know, I know we've got you, Harry, but... My worry is that there are these pit holes. Um, you may fall into them. I don't know if you have our special dark vision. I think you're one of the few select minorities that does not. Um, on top of that, obviously, with these pit holes, we don't have to worry about that if one of us is flying, as Niles can. I, I, I like look at the trepidation in Dream, and I'm like... I'm sure once we get you to the surface, we might be able to uh, help you in your situation. Um, yes, yeah, um, but the plan? Uh, it's, thank you. No. You have my assurance that I will help do whatever I can to restore your, your wings to you. If there is a way, we will look into it. Thank you. Thrain reaches down, picks up Harry, puts him on his shoulder and goes, Yeah, now this little bunny won't fall. Why are we standing here? Oh, I was actually thinking that, Thrain. You should probably be a little bit careful. Uh, the ground here is rather unstable, and, uh, well, um, I, I kind of like look him up and down, and you should be a little bit more sure-footed than 
the others. Uh, I think the the, uh, the the element of risk there is a little higher, uh, just due to your. Uh, I am exceptionally. I am exceptionally light on my feet and stable. Uh, and I'm gonna roll a quick dexterity check for. <laughs> he just like collapses through the floor. <laughs> uh, let's Please do. <laughs> Thank you. Some reinforcements. Yeah, let's do a dexterity. Yeah. Let's do a dexterity check. Let's see. Uh, that's a twelve. That's not too bad. It could have been worse. That's pretty good. Thrain behind you, Lyra. You know for a fact that a number of the places he steps, he's only able to step because you just reinforced that area with mold earth. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. stomps along behind you, Harry on his shoulder, being like, "Oh, Thrain, look out for that bit." Oh, oh okay, you're all right. Yeah, you're good, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, yeah carry on. Uh, from the shoulder. Um, in any case, uh, Dream. Yes, I will. Uh... I'll fly ahead and, and see if I can see anything. Um, Maybe only by, uh, I don't know, 40, 50 meters. Um, not a, a far, far distance. Oh, um, yes. To be exact for certain spells that we may have, maybe about 60 to 90 feet. Oh, oh yes, of course. If you'd like me to get very anal about this. Shouldn't, shouldn't. No, no. Um, sounds good. Uh, out of the out of the uh, immediate area of the uh, of the of the light, perhaps I can head into the darkness and see what I can see ahead. Um, I should be able to do that pretty quickly, if need be. I can return well, back. Lucky you already rolled a perception check for me, Niles. Yes, it wasn't great. It was only an eleven. Eleven. That's it's not too bad. It's better than yeah. better than average. Just <laughs> plus five. That was. A, so you rolled a six. Yeah. As um. As you begin flying ahead, Niles and the rest of the party follow along behind you. It is very tempting to speed up. You're flying, requiring you to keep it at a speed, but you I mean, you don't want to get too far ahead, so you end up doing these sort of slow circling motions, almost uh, hovering above the party, um, circumnavigating the airspace above them. As you continue on, it's slow going. Over the course of about half an hour, you very carefully make your way across this very porous section of rock. And as you reach the tunnel beyond and pass underneath the light spray of water partially obscuring it, the tunnel begins to close in much, much tighter. The roof only about nine feet tall at this point, kind of forcing you down out of the sky, Niles, and back Mm. onto land, walking with the rest of the party. But the good news is the rock underneath does seem a bit more stable here. The water almost redirected away, allowing the rock to maintain its structural integrity. As you begin heading deeper, the minerals around you begin to shift and change. Illumination provided by these glowing streaks of crystal embedded into the rock itself. Um, Something Thrain throws aside as, oh, it's just glowstone, and doesn't give you any more information about it, uh, any more info on that at all. Um, as you do begin making your way deeper into the earth, those of you with the uh, the dark vision up to 120 feet, which is both the Owlins, the cavern beyond opens up into a larger section, a large dark pool at its very center and kneeling on the side of the pool, it's back to you, a net cast out over the dark black empty water, roughly about 200 feet across. You can see a figure short maybe uh, the size of a dwarf about five feet tall maybe four feet tall dressed in these almost net like clothings hmm. braided net like garments creating a smock 
as well as what looks like a poncho as well. Yes, Christian. I'm going to place my hand on Kongchi straight away. Yeah. Um, and sort of just imbuing the fae-like energy of this weird bond that our souls have. When I summoned something, Kongchi was the one that came, almost like a Patronus. Yeah. Um, uh, and use uh, on myself protection from poison but find steed any spell that you cast that is a self target or targets yourself can also Benefits target your well. mount yeah so i'm going to put protection from poison on both of us perfect um as you cast the protection from poison you mutter the words under your breath focus the energy you feel that holy divine light shining from within you and then a sense of safety a sense of protection flowing across you The figure kneeling down by the lake. Yeah, as you get a bit closer and you begin to see a little bit more clearly, the proportions are are wrong. The arms are long, elongated, almost down towards the ground. And you can see the clearly webbed fingers, blue scales running up and down across the arms and body. And the hairless head is elongated, a fish snout pushing out from this large squat body, almost no neck at all. The head rises from this humanoid torso, a fin curls from the top down and is then incorporated into the rope-like poncho the creature is wearing. You can hear it humming quietly to itself as it casts the net out over the dark water and then slowly draws it back. The temptation to sing golems our own rush catch a fish such a sweet um is so overwhelming i'm gonna do it and i have done it <laughs> <laughs> the rock damned pearl is nice and cool is what uh, you oh actually just checking the way that we were scouting yeah would, would this have been niles that's just seen it by himself niles had to or... land unfortunately it's because the 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 pathway down the roof only became mm. that nine foot tall as you pass through a, a long stone corridor pushing down into this larger cavern. Niles would have been the first one to notice this, closely followed by you, Dream. I assume Niles was still scouting at the front. Okay, okay. Well, if Niles obviously gave us some yeah. form of a signal, I'm assuming Ember would have then turned off the torch. Yeah, em- Ember yeah, immediately yeah, 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 turns yeah. the light off. I'd say okay. probably for the, the corridor, there's no reason for Ember to have had the drift globe on. Ember would have switched to fire because it's, it's, a, it's a narrow corridor pushing down yeah. into the earth. The daylight at that point's not really helping much. Yeah, I'd say as soon as we enter the cavern, we probably would have turned yeah. it off. Uh, Dream still wants to try to get the element of surprise on the rest of the Kuatoans. Um, so he's going to, uh, faintly under his breath, um, hoot, hoot. Uh, and then, um, so the, those around him over here mount up onto Kongchi again, rather than walking beside Kongchi. Um, oh, fuck. Yes. I, I just realized we're all still tied together and I wanted to like charge it down. <laughs> just be dragging the party behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Niles pulls out his spear, uh, realizing he doesn't actually have very many uh, ranged weapons um, and sort of like begins to like creep a little bit. Um, is there any like areas of cover or any sort of like. Is so, it just an open space? And so the- I'd say your position, your position inside this narrow corridor, kind of limits your field of view. This cavern, yeah. at the moment, all you can see as you look out from the corridor is a, a section, almost like a cone section, away from you. You can see yeah. uh, about forty feet of. So, so you're about one hundred and twenty feet away from this creature by the time you spot it. Um, how far? Uh, 
So Sorry, the, what did you say? So you're 120 feet away when you spot it using your... Because you've got 120 feet of dark vision, correct, Niles, from yeah. memory? Yeah. So you correct. spot it at 120 feet away. The edge of this tunnel is about 80 feet away from the creature. And the creature itself, you can see, is seated on the edge of a large dark pool that stretches out far into the darkness. But in terms of the land that you can see on either side, you can't really see anything. The, ca- the cavern wall, the tunnel wall, restricts your view of the cavern on either side. Okay, Harry, gonna undo... yeah. oh, yeah. Sorry. No. Um, Dream's going to undo the knot on Kong Chi, and then with Lyra having brought up Swampy, Niles at the ready as well, and then the others all on standby, um, is going to sort of just give a, a mental command um, through Fine Steed rather than talking this time uh, to do what foxes do, because this is a fox and an elk and stalk and try to just get um, within 60 feet of range. So just another 20 feet forward. As you go to start moving, Harry places a paw on your back dream. Uh, Did you want me to go and check it out? I can have a quick look, see if there's anything to look at. I'm pretty stealthy. Um, If you would like to get something at the ready uh, ranged, and we're here, obviously, to remove the Kuatoans. You've already seen what a, a Dao is like, uh, a Duro. Um, we know these Kuatoans have already attacked the Treants. This is a, a kill on sight situation. This is not a negotiation. You reckon? I was going to go quickly see if there was anything going on. Looks like he's just fishing. Uh, that is true. Um, the Mykonids were just living when their child was killed. That's fair. Did you want me to have a look around the corner, see if there's anything coming? Or just hang back and get my bow ready? Um, maybe I've, I'm fairly confident that myself and maybe some of the other ranged uh, things may be able to take on. Maybe, yes, sneak around to one of the corners, stay quiet and keep an eye out. Right. If you see anything, just... Stealth check for Harry. Uh, our safety is better than subtlety, so if you do see anything, literally just scream. Um... Harry has a 23 on stealth. You watch as Harry extinguishes his uh, lantern. He has his hooded lantern. He just closes the gates on the hooded lantern and then on these soft, silent pads vanishes into the gloom, disappearing down the corridor in front, his cloak wrapped around him, um, ears pulled back into his grey hood and a small bandana pulled up over his uh, his <laughs> mouth and, uh, and lower jaw to sort of hide his greying fur. Murder bunny. Murder bunny. As uh, as Harry begins wandering down the corridor, are you guys staying back, or did you want to sort of advance forward too? I know Dream, your original plan was to. Yeah. I think I think Niles is pretty stealthy. Um, yeah. Well, he's sort of used to moving quietly and and everything. And he, anyway, so I think he probably like as 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 Harry kind of takes up one side of the cabin. Um, Niles kind of looks around, and goes, "I might be able to uh, have a look around the other side, um, see if I can get a better vantage point or something." Um, I won't be. I won't stray too far, just in case we want to take this chap out. Well, in that case, I'm going to give a nod over to um, Lyra as I'm as Kong Chi starts slowly creeping forward. The first couple of five, ten feet. Do you have anything that can reach from here? Uh, one. It's about one twenty feet away, isn't it? Uh, right now, we're we're. Are we at the entrance of the cavern, though? Are we eighty feet from it? Or are uh, we still? On- if if you want to move up, I'll need stealth checks from everybody. If you're moving okay, up to yeah. the eighty feet. Niles is doing all right. 25. Niles, you just you just follow Harry and disappear from view. Your feathers closing in around you, your wings creating a natural barrier for your, your clicking of claws upon the stone, absorbing the sound perfectly as you yeah. disappear like a ghost, a ghost of a memory. 
what? Demon I'll hold here. Um, if you guys engage, I'll send um, him forward to give you a hand. Thrain looks down at his uh, axe, which is currently scraping against the roof of the cavern. Uh, lowers it down and goes, Ugh, being stealthy again. I'll hang back. Looking down at his axe in disappointment. Um, Ember looks between Lyra, uh, Dream, and uh, Thrain. Nods and goes, my vision's not great in the dark. I'll uh, I'll hang back so it doesn't see any flame. But if you guys get into trouble, I'll, I'll rush forwards and shoot some flame. Shoot some uh, fire. I can always the, teleport you in if you need. I can use... I was uh, actually about to say, how yeah. far can... I saw that happen. I'm thinking of plans here at the moment. I'm wanting to get Kong Chi and myself within range to rush it down before it has a chance to move. How far can you move us? Uh, so... Having a quick look through what I can do, probably the best thing I'm going to be able to do is teleport you 15 feet. So it's like, it's kind of to get you out of danger or into danger immediately. It's it's not so great of a long distance. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Okay. Um, no problem. We'll maybe get yeah, Flicker to just hover near us and um, I'll shout to run. I can, I can shoot you 15 feet towards it. Exactly. That's That's my thought process as well. At least close some bit of a distance. He gestures uh, to Flicker, gets Flicker off his shoulder, and puts Flicker on your shoulder. Dream. Okay, and I'll slowly start creeping forward with Harry down one side, Niles flying uh, softly across the other, and um, Lyra getting ready for artillery in the back. Alrighty, Dream. Stealth Eleven. Eleven for your stealth. Um, the click of your claws uh, is not so loud. But your long sword in the sheath at your side is cumbersome against the sloped ground. Crouching down, trying to stay low and quiet, actually makes it quite difficult to maintain silence as your sword occasionally clangs off the side of the corridor as well as the ground underneath you. Small rocks every time you're distracted trying to prevent it from shifting, um, cracking underneath your feet and rolling down this sloped corridor, creating a little bit of a, a noise in front of you. Harry and Niles, the two of you sort of set off a little bit before this. As the two of you enter the cavern, you can see that it is a much larger open area. In fact, the water in front of you stretches far into the distance, probably another 200 or 300 feet into the darkness. Interestingly, though, there is a pathway leading back up into the rock face, which seems to stretch around. You can see the edge of it carved into the side of the cliff, and just out of sight, if you peer into the distance, you can see the soft glow of lights on what looks like an island out in the middle of this lake. Probably about 200 or 300 feet away from the shore. But as you, as you, if you were to go along this track, um, maybe a little bit longer as it weaves around the outside of the walls of the cavern. This creature, this fish-like creature, is definitely alone. There is no one else around it. Um, it seems to have a basket full of these catfish, uh, long barbells, almost like whiskers rising out from their mouths. And again, no eyes. These are completely blind, these creatures. The kuatoa itself has at its waist what looks like a, a pearl, roughly about the size of a fist, glowing softly with a luminescent light strapped into a, a meshwork of nets at its waist, which it seems to be using for light. Um, you can hear it still humming to itself as it uh, throws out the net and pulls in a few more of the blind fish before reaching into a pouch and scattering this chum onto the water, this foul-smelling, um, very fishy bait that has a very pungent odour as it strikes the surface of the water. 
as it continually chums the water to attract attention. Yeah, and and using sound to help bring in the catfish, occasionally slapping the water in time with the music. Um, as the that's the next thing I was going to get to. As the rest of you get, begin making your way down the corridor, as Dream gets to the edge of the cavern, you watch as it cocks its head, the sound echoing in the empty chamber. And as it looks back, sort of glancing through the gloom, it sort of squints a little bit, holding a hand up before covering the light at its waist and looking around going, What's there? Is there someone coming back from a scouting party? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> as it calls out across the chamber. Uh, I'm going to mount Kong Chi and get Kong Chi to start very quickly stealthing forward. Um, yeah. I'm going to yeah. definitely get us into initiative because I need to be able to control time as, at this point onwards. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I'll I, get did want, I did want to call back as well once we're ready. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, make sure you click uh, on your... Oh, sorry, let me bring you across too. I'll pull you on to... Um, I, I don't for this section. I do for the next uh, bit. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to pull you onto the Underdark... Uh, entrance map for the moment, just because that's the map I do okay. have that you click on your tokens. Um, so yeah, just just make sure you click on your tokens and then click uh, initiative. I will also roll for Harry, Thrain, and Ember because uh, they are with you. Harry has a plus ten to initiative. If you guys were wondering, um, it's just insane. <laughs> it's absolutely uh, alert, uh, nuts. I think the alert feet will do that. The that's alert feet will do that. That is a fact. Um, yep. And I better roll for Ember too. Ember of the Collectums. Alrighty. Uh, so what? I really, I really have this fun idea for like a uh, for like a strike team, like assassin rogue uh, composition of a party where you basically it all hinges around rogues and various subclasses of the rogue. But then you have like a paladin, which is the Order of the Watcher, which basically their oath is the plus. Like they get like a boat. Like rather than doing like. Uh, bonuses to everything that they usually do it's like i think based on the proficiency they get like a like bonuses to their initiative yeah, so you, can yeah, create, yeah. you can create like a really strong like first strike sort of team with that it's really cool that is really cool yeah um, that's, that's brutal kong cheese should be too higher it was using obviously my initiative when i roll for initiative because i can't roll on the uh, extra stat sheet done nice. all righty Harry is first. Um, Harry is going to have finished his little scout around and begin moving his way back to the entrance of the cavern. Um, he's going to use his action dash, sprint back over, looking into the cavern, go, Oh, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just him, guys. There's, I think there's like some islands out in the middle of the lake. But um, he's, he's whispering at this point, I think there's some islands out in the middle of the lake. Maybe there's some more of them on the islands, but this one's just out here by himself fishing. Fushing. I don't know what he's doing, bro. Just sort of hanging out there. Looking for traps. I don't know if he's up to mischief. Yeah, that's what I saw. Should I should I kill him? Should I knife him? As Harry pulls out two daggers, <laughs> puts one between his <laughs> teeth, pulls out a third. Um, am I still? I'm guessing I'm probably not with Thrain and Lyra and Harry at this point. Uh, Harry's at the entrance with you, Dream. Oh, um, it's okay, the others okay. who are back slightly, only about twenty feet behind oh, you. Okay. But okay. Harry, Harry's sort of whispering um, back through the cavern. I'd say that, given given his action is going to be to to move back and whisper, I'm going to say all of you hear this from Harry. Uh, communication is definitely something of importance. 
I don't feel like the Kuotoan should be too much of an issue. I'm about to charge it down now. Do you want to let the others know that it's only this one and we're going to take it out quietly? That yeah. way this doesn't blow into some... We don't want them being too loud. The idea is that we don't want that one to get into the water so that it can alert the village. If you just want to let everyone know to stay as quiet as possible, I'm going to try to finish this thing off before it can even get a chance to scream. I like it. That's my style. Harry nods and begins making his way up the corridor to let the others know. Uh, perfect. That is Harry's full go. Kong Chi, who is carrying you on his back. Uh, Kong Chi, hearing the uh, same sort of like instructions and tap on the side as Dream gets on, is going to go into like wolf um, hunting mode. Uh, that's it, girl. Come on, get us closer. Uh, and is going to... So we're 120? Yeah, about 120 feet away. Okay. Um, Kong Chi is going to, at that like quick crawl across the ground, travel 60 feet, um, bringing us uh, within 60, uh, 60 feet of it, I'm guessing. So that will bring us into its line of sight of darkness. Um, and then is going to take a dash and travel the rest um, as it just goes into full uh, sort of sprint like a lion rushing after it. All and is right. going to close the distance, hopefully within one turn, silently and quickly, bringing me within five feet of it. I will grab a stealth check from Kong Chi. This is going to be at disadvantage, given that Kong Chi is sprinting forwards, essentially, because you're having to action dash with Kong Chi, correct? Rather than, yeah. yes, it's action dashing. Rather than dexterity to stealth, could this be athletics, as it's more so Kong Chi is just trying to bring me there? Usain Bolt before it can react? Like as, yes. as hard and fast as possible. I absolutely would allow that. Definitely. Pure oh, silence yeah, cool. is gone. It's more 100%. so just trying to get there quick. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, okay. I, again, I can't roll its, uh, so it'll be a plus four to whatever this is. A 14, athletics. 14. As Kong Chi sprints forwards, you watch as the Kuatoa, already kind of like looking around, a little bit hinted that there might be something out there in the gloom that is not yet spotted, emerging from the darkness as Kongchi just essentially sprints forwards really quickly. You watch as the Kuatoa sort of turns, eyes wide, mouth open, this large fish-like mouth revealing rows of tiny jagged teeth. As it looks up, you watch as it drops the net from its hands in surprise, seeing Kongchi just bearing down on it. As it looks up, as you bear down upon it, letting out a very very, uh, frightened, uh, quiet little cry. Not loud enough to draw attention, just a little like, as you begin bearing down on it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, in in, uh, Dream's mind, this is just like um, a regular owl with a mouse in front of it as it's getting ready to just snatch away in the night. Brilliant. Um, That's going to be Kong Chi's turn. Nothing for bonus actions, I don't think. Uh, No, that's correct. Uh, Lyra. All right, so seeing that the stealth jig for this one particular dude is kind of up, um, she's going to, as her action, um, chill touch because he's right on her 120 feet of uh, range for that one. Yep. And then with her bonus action, she's going to ask Tim to um, move forward, like, towards the um, Kuotoan for, like, the extent of his movement. Dash action, if you can. Okay, perfect. Anything else on your turn, Lyra? Oh, that's uh, right. You got Tim. <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck yeah. is Tim?" She'll probably oh, yeah. be forward um, thirty feet herself. 
I, I forgot that the, that Tim's been with us the whole time. You've still Just got this Darrow corpse reanimated with mushrooms, which uh, yep. since since the last rest, the mushrooms have grown even more through the corpse at this stage. Um, each each time you cast this, the corpse is going to become more and more covered in mycelium and more and more covered in mushrooms. Uh, perfect. Tim will take a uh, take a, a dodge action, and uh, that's a chill, chill touch for twenty two. That definitely hits a Kuatoa. Oh, dash action. Sorry. <laughs> If you can. Oh, take, sorry, takes the dash, actually. Yeah, no problems at all. He can dash. So that'd be, what, 50 feet? No, 60 feet. Let me pull open the zombie stats. Zombie, maybe it's only 40 feet. Zombies aren't yeah, very only fast. 40. Only 40 feet. He's only feet. 20 feet. Hey, still not bad. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as Tim rushes forwards. Um, 22, 22 definitely hits, though. Would you like to... Uh, so, four necrotic damage as this... Do you want to describe what your chill touch looks like? Because I don't think we've done... Uh, a description of your chill touch? I think Valera at the moment, it's um, probably really similar to, you know, uh, the hand coming out of the soil, but instead of, you know, sort of the corpsified hand, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like red coral fungus, but it's like these sort of big, long, red, like flaming red uh, mushroom bodies that sort of come out in the almost yeah. an shape. Romaria arispora. Ariospora, red coral one? fungus. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yep. If you ever see one in the wild, do not touch it. Whatever you do, there's don't also, touch it. There's also white ones that look like bones rising from the earth. Romaria gracilis. That's cool. So I should I, I, carefully I, I, collect them and then put them in the bed of my enemy. Are they dead man's fingers? Are they, are they what the... I think dead man's fingers are slightly, slightly different. different. They're slightly different, are they? Yeah. Yeah, the red corals are... Yeah, this is some intense music, contact sorry. Them, um, just, they cause extreme, extreme pain. Ooh, okay. So if you're gonna put them in the bed of your enemies, wear gloves. Mm. <laughs> or just don't, just don't do that. Just don't, just don't, just don't do touch them. Don't do bad things. Don't, just don't, don't do bad things, guys. Um, Dead man's fingers, fungus looks a little bit different. That's actually, to be honest, dead man's fingers looks even cooler. <laughs> it's like, yeah, cool oh, that's so sick. Uh, definitely Google dead man's fingers. That's one of the coolest mushrooms I've ever seen. Xyloria dead man's fingers, polymorph. mushroom, by the way, not just dead man's fingers. Yeah, do, Google Dead Man's Fingers Mushroom. Otherwise, you'll get a rum as the first results, which probably is delicious. Um, as uh, as this fungus grows up from the ground, and if you just concentrate Lyra and send this pulse out from your hands as these tendrils, white, almost um, spines rising from the earth, forming rapidly as they fruit, the area around begins to blight, and you watch as the Kuatoa lets out this... <laughs> and the skin around its waist and legs where the fungus is grasping at begins to itch and burn the surface of the skin blistering the scales unable to protect it from the fungus uh that is going to be four dimagios brilliant Alrighty, anything else on your turn uh not just 30 movement uh forward perfect thrain is going to uh see you rush forwards harry's going to get up and let him know he goes oh great fighting and he's going to use his entire action to sprint as far forward as he can. Uh, Thrain can move uh, 40 feet, which means he can run 80 feet, which gets him uh, only uh, 60 feet away from the Kuatoa. Uh, as he does so, Thrain pulls out his Frost Carver axe, concentrates, and you watch his ice begins to emerge along the outside, growing from his fingers, coating the outside in this layer of ice. Um, he goes to let out a war cry, remembers briefly where he is, and instead goes... 
and say silence. Oh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> quietly. <laughs> Getting ready to, to let out a belly. But, quietly. Uh, but does not do that. Um, all righty. Um, why is my order gone weird? There we go. Harry Kongchi, Lyra, Thrain, Dream. It is your go Ooh. next. Okay. Um, now the Dream's within five feet. Uh, just hopefully as silently as can be. Um, Dream is going to uh, slice towards the shoulder stumps where the neck should be. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to just fill it this thing quietly as I have emerged from the darkness. Uh, say fill it. <laughs> trying to fill <laughs> yeah, it yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Make me a melee attack. Um, this would be a bad time for a nat one. Yeah. But we hit baby, I'm hoping, a 17. Uh, 17 does hit a basic Kuatoa who has an armor class, not that. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pop anything onto this. Uh, seven more points of damage on top of the necrotic um, uh, that is going to slash through it. Brilliant. Seven more damage. Done. As you carve through, um, the gill flaps around the edge of the Kuatoa's neck are carved into the axe. Sorry, no, your sword. Sorry, your your long sword, this long bladed curved katana slicing down across the shoulders and chests. The Kuatoa eyes wide can only gape in fear. This, as it sees you just crouch on the back of uh, Kongchi and then slice downwards. It is still standing. And my extra attack... For a 10 to hit? 10 is not going to hit. As you bring the blade back, the Kuatoa ducks underneath the swing. It does look like the Kuatoa is trying to do a thumbs up. It is weird that the artwork has that. (laughs) (laughs) For for chat. (laughs) Have you heard about our lord and saved our muggleblot? As he looks down, giving you a thumbs up. Um, Um... I don't have the plus 10 channel divinity. Sad times. Okay, no, that's fine. In that case... Uh, as the attack misses, no, it's not worth using any of those. Um, I'm going to dismount, I'm trying to swing myself when I dismount uh, between the Kuatoan and the edge, if I can. It's hmm. a good question. Can you just dismount? Uh just says you can mount once during your movement. So I'm guessing you can dismount during your movement. I would I'm- say. I yeah. thought so, and I thought it was just that it's just half of my movement, which I'm not too shocked Yeah, about. which you've not used anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you're mounted, or in turn after which you mounted, you can dismount and move up to half your speed. Yeah, easy done. You just jump off the back of your mount. I have, I have to refresh myself on mounted combat, because the last time we played with mounted combat was five years ago? Four years ago? Oh, wow. So I'm just uh, quickly refreshing my memory to make sure I don't make any mistakes. I am sure chat will let me know if I do, though. Um, so after two sort of spun attacks, the first yeah. one hitting the second one, the Kuatoin ducking underneath, um, uh, almost in synchronicity, Kongchi is going to swing its head around, uh, almost like rubber banding me, as I flip and land uh, in front of it. Trying do you to know what you could almost it. do? You could almost do like a reverse body. Legolas mount, where rather than using the bridle to get onto the back of the horse, you just hold out yeah. one of your hands, grab the antler, and as Kongchi spins around, you just gracefully allow that momentum to, to pull you off the back of... Uh, Definitely a thought process in my mind as well, yeah. So gracefully with this sort of almost (laughs) performance-based landing in front, but just trying to stop this thing as I then get into like a linebacker um, pose. Uh, Perfect. 
you don't know this, but Niles is watching on very impressed with your movements. He's like, oh. Well, rather perfectly, <laughs> it is Niles's go next. Niles, you are currently 80 feet away from this creature, having taken to the skies above to keep an eye on the cavern below. The The roof of the cavern here rises up about, uh, about 100 feet, so it's quite a tall cavern uh, where you are now. Mm, that's fine. Um... Yeah, you're about 80 feet away at this stage. 80 feet away, I will... I will... Hmm. Death from above? Ooh, death from above, that's kind of sick. Claws, claws uh, outstretched on silent wings ooh. dropping from the sky above, like a nightmare born from the shadows itself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I could do it. I could close the distance. Um... He is going to do it, actually. Cause that's I love describing Al in actions. Al is just the if I'm, 80, if I'm 80 feet away, yeah. I can see that this uh, Krutoa is looking pretty pretty rough. Krutoa has um, a large gash almost separating the top half yeah. of its neck with the lower half of its torso. Yeah, um, he's, he's not looking super super crash hot, I'm going to say. I'm a guess. In the words of a famous song from the uh, 20s, Seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> I get on my knees and I pray to my makeup. You watch as he gets on his knees and starts praying to Maglubiat. Please, <laughs> Maglubiat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to use Step of the Wind as a bonus action and right. just take to the take to the to as high as I possibly can in the cavern space. So yep. we're like arcing towards Peregrine Falcon. This uh, Peregrine Falcon. This I'm going to uh, just strike down with my with a taloned kick, like using the momentum of this strike yes. and just try and like this one hit just take this guy out. Please uh, make me away. an attack, and uh, while you do that, yeah, Niles, as you, as you flap up a few more times and then just close your wings close to your body, forming this incredibly tight aerodynamic shape, you just drop, quickly reaching terminal velocity right at the last second, flicking your wings out to the side, turning all of this vertical momentum into horizontal striking power. I'm ready for a natural for a 20. Natural one. Yeah. <laughs> and then smash into the water, aquaplaning, bouncing end on end before sinking below the waves. Uh, no, let's see. Come on. Um, I believe, that. I believe. Uh, that's a 20. That's 20. Unnatural. Hey. Still good. Still good. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. 20. Um, would you like to roll me some uh, damage now too? Um, but I'm... I'd say I don't. Th- I don't think your minimum damage is less than. What I'm trying to say is I, I don't think you can't. Yeah, six. Six. Yeah. H- how do you want to do this? That was I mean, minimum I... damage as well. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Um, five. Uh, five would have killed it. So six is. Yeah. Uh, you, you, there was no way you couldn't do this. How would you like to do this? I mean, I kind of described it already, right? I, I use this momentum <laughs> force. Uh, you know, I, I, I think this is more of a uh, more of a general Allen combat tactic i mean yeah niles has fought uh, not fought but he's trained on the various uh owl and doc, uh, do, uh, doctrine um and yeah he just takes this right out of the uh out of the out of the page of the of how the the warrior monk Allen fight and he just in, in a stealthy condition he just sort of sails up comes down with the full force of his of his of his body and weight and just strikes as hard as he can just to like incapacitate wow him. really putting salt in the wound for me. <laughs> I really love how 
Like the idea in my mind, right, is that the Aulin have very much like uh, Taekwondo, um, yeah. Karate, um, Judo, how they all have in the in the native tongues, Korean, uh, Chinese, Japanese, they all have very like poetic names that when they translate into English become almost like a stanza of poetry in itself. I love the idea of this one being like on dark wings, death falls from above is the translation into common for this particular attack as Niles just, yeah. just drops down. Um, it, it, it probably happens, like, I imagine, like, in the flavor of this whole encounter, it happens very quietly as well. Yes. Oh, like, instant you, just, you, you just hear this, yeah. like, very, like, quick wing, wing beat, and then this, like, it's almost like an arrow, like, sailing through the cavern, and then just this whack, and I then was, Niles just, like, lands. I was going to describe looks, for looks. Dream, as you, as you cut off the escape of this creature, you blink, and this creature's head is gone. The body sort of like twitches for a few moments and then drops to the ground and you watch as flying up from this incredible dive, Niles just chucks the fish head out of his talons, just dropping it as it lands and squelches onto the floor next to the body. The mouth still agape, eyes sort of rolling around before there is falling still. Like, there is like, to anyone who has a decent perception on this, uh, Niles is usually a pretty happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, it's pretty safe to say. There is a very, there is a very serious flash across Niles' face. Probably the most serious we've ever seen him. Like he looks like yeah, pretty, falling pretty... falling back upon your training, your killer instinct once again coming mm. through. Um, as the body sort of like falls limp, twitching, and then lands on the ground, still flopping about a little bit as the residual muscle twitches continue to animate the body. I am gonna pull you all out of initiative. Um, that is the only creature within range right now. Oh, 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 that was a little bit, uh, uh that was a bit unpleasant, wasn't it? Oh, poor fellow didn't know what, what hit him. Yes, no, you, um, you were amazing. Well, thank you. Um, Thrain look. rushes up, sees the fish head on the ground and steps on it, crushing it underneath his boot. Oh, see, I got it. I got it. It is all good. You can relax. I killed it. Yes, yes. Well done, Thrain. Excellent. Well, and I was still moving. I hear these creatures that they do not need their bodies to be dangerous. Oh yes. Where have you heard this before, Thren? I didn't know you no, were just such a, an expert on the Underdark. Oh. Well, if you spent less time with head in book, you would learn more thing. Oh no! Well, of course, I'm. Hard to hear when I... when ears are covered by dusty pages. I have heard uh, it. Yes. Uh, I am quite the bookworm. You've you got me. <laughs> Dream is gonna lean down as everyone's chatting and pick up that light rock that it was holding yeah as you do dream it's actually it's actually not a rock it's a glass almost like a buoy and as you pick it up you can see it's filled with this glowing Boy. liquid Boy. Uh, there is a cork uh, jammed into the top of it it looks like this is some worked glass the edges are very thick probably about an inch maybe uh, maybe inch and a half thick and it's filled with this softly glowing luminescent liquid. And as you as you tip it and turn it, you can see in the center of this liquid are a few strands of what look like some sort of seaweed slowly dissolving, bubbles rising from the surface uh, as it is dissolved by whatever this liquid is, creating this luminescent light. Ah, uh, so it doesn't look like it's permanent. It's a temporary light source. That's a good question. Do you want to roll me a uh, quick nature or... Yeah, I'd say nature check. Because Dream's not sure, yeah. rather than just sort of like guessing Guess it, it. Uh, uh, um, this is what it was using. Anything we can learn about these people will be important. If they use this as a source of light, it means that their eyes may not be as adjusted to the Underdark as we suspected. 
I'm not sure. In, in either case, um, they're carrying these around them for safety. It looks fairly flimsy. We can probably shatter it. Um, but I can see seaweed. Um, uh, fungus associated, nature associated lyra. Would you be able to? I'm just wondering whether or not it is a, a short term. Wrong suit. <laughs> Ember will uh, um, Ember will have a bit of a look. What's Ember's uh, nature yeah. check? But um, on, on Ember's, I... Ember's pretty nature. Yeah, I think I think Ember's a lot higher than Lyra. Ember will look at you, Lyra, and go, uh, "Look, you tell me how fungus glow, and I'll see if it matches with what I know about plants. We can like together put That's our heads good. together." Uh, Ember mm-hmm. will roll with advantage then, with your assistance. Uh, that is a. Uh, natural one, but it is balanced out with the advantage for a total of 19. Um, oh, wow. Ember, okay. <laughs> lucky, uh, lucky Lyra's helping with that. Ember sort of like pauses for a second, looks at it and goes, I'm pretty sure this is, oh no, I was going to say this is edible. It's definitely not edible, but I'm pretty sure there's some sort of acid in there that's slowly dissolving this to create the the, the, the light. I think I think the, the, the seaweed and the... the liquid inside together create this luminescence this this light it's a little bit similar to what we do sometimes with um with uh with glow paste up on the surface i don't know do you have you glow paste in your enclave lyra maybe it's a maybe it's a furbolg thing funny you mention that not in the circle probably a story for a later time but many of these mushrooms can be made to uh can be used to make some very cool glow paint i've found out so uh, maybe after we deal with all this we can find some and yeah, I, we might take some back with us. We we would sometimes use for like special markings and, and and special ceremonies. We would create this glow paste out of like various crushed beetles, and we would then have to add this sap to it and mix it up. And it's it's non toxic for the skin, but it only glows for about an hour and hour and a bit. I think this is similar to that, but I think I don't think we should touch this. The way that that's dissolving the 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 seaweed in there, I, I don't think we want to touch that. Yeah. My, more, my thought more so was whether or not it would be worth us keeping it, and I guess just the idea of this thing will eventually dissolve all of the seaweed so that it just does not work anymore. I'm pretty sure I could recognize the seaweed if I saw it again. I mean, there's no harm taking it with us, and then if it goes out, I'll just look for some more seaweed. And if I find some, I can put it in, it'll glow again. If it doesn't, at least we've got this vial of whatever this liquid is. I True. wonder if we could mash it into a paste and then sell it at a bakery. I, I, I don't think this is fit for consumption. But I mean, if you want to give that a go, you can. He sort of gives well, you. Well, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I just, I just say that because you know we were in, uh, in the city before we came here, and we came across some very strange uh, sea cucumbers that they were I've mashing still into. Got a, some. Yeah, Lyra's still got some. <laughs> Getting a bit of a collection of uh, various uh, uh, chemical ingredients related <laughs> items. Yes, 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 oh. yes. I will add a Kuotoa light flask that has a weird, unique liquid and seaweed. You may, yeah, if you want to call it a seltzer lantern, you may do so. I was just thinking, rather than tucking it away out of sight, um, if, you know, if this shore bank is within sort of visual distance for these guys, um, it could also be part of a signaling, you know, sort of system, like, um, Mm. you know, sort of put out light if in danger or something. well, in that so case, I think we should with, uh, keep our own lights off. I will add that the the Kuatoa with closer inspection, very large yellow eyes with massive pupils, not dissimilar from those of an owlin. Oh, oh. Okay. So what's the? Oh. 
So they're obviously not going to have too bad of a vision. Um, maybe this was like what you're saying, um, Lyra. If I just had an idea there. If not for um, signaling purposes, I mean, looking at these guys' eyes, I mean, surely they can sort of see half decent down here. But I, um, it could you, be a fishing implement, as in they could idea. be. Can Lyra? Can you shake it like a? wriggling worm above the water's surface and I'm going to lean to the edge. Does it is it like a beach that slowly grows in or is it a drop? It's a beach. Yeah, gravel mm. gravel beach. Uh, okay. Never mind. I was no, no, going no. to put my head down and see what was underneath, but that would just be ostriching. <laughs> see seeing that it's in like this um the net kind of housing um this thing she ties a bit of her rope to it, ties the other end of that to the end of her quarter staff, and like not sticking it in the water, but sort of jiggles it just above the surface so that the um, the glowing orb is on the water surface. The quarter staff is safely away, and just sort of like. Da, 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 da. Could you like please roll me a d one hundred? As this is happening, um, Dream's going to ask Niles to sort of help him take a quick look to see if there's a boat nearby, like left or right of us on this beach. Yeah, I can do that. Alrighty. Sort of um, around for a, a vessel. You don't need to roll a perception or investigation check. There are no boats along the edge of the water. There are a small collection of baskets over near this pathway that leads up around the cliff face, around the edge of this large lake. Um, there's a few baskets stacked up, but no other signs of watercraft um in the water itself only a few feet away from the shore there are pillars where a boat could be tied posts uh, of wood sunk into the uh, the ground itself but uh, you don't see any signs of any boats tied to them at the moment um 57 lyra as you begin bobbing this lantern up above the surface of the water harry's going to have a bit of a peek through the kuatoa's pockets because that's exactly what harry would do um, and Ember's going to help you, Lyra, having yeah. a bit of a peek out over the edge. Um, Thrain is going to stomp on over to the edge of the cliff and begin sort of kicking over the baskets and looking up around the, the pathway going, uh, you said there was a village this way. Why we not go kill? We, 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 we here. We, why are we standing? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Thrain sort of like is getting impatient again. Um, Lyra, 57, as you and Ember stand on the edge of the shore, how close to the water are you standing? Not right on the cliff's edge, just sort of thinking... Well, it's on a beach, so good news is oh. you can't stand on the edge of a cliff. Um, are you wading into the water? Are you standing She's not wading beach? in, like, probably toes up to the edge of the water kind of thing, like... Yeah. Enough that the water's know, washing your boots but not getting in through the seams. Yeah, if she can figure out, like, a way to, like, sort of cast it like a fishing rod to get more distance, she will, but otherwise just sort of... Oh, so you want to sort of like throw it out so it lands in the water itself. Yeah, like um, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want the thing, like if there is something in the water, she doesn't want it to chomp onto the end of the quarter stuff um, and, or her toes. Okay, but, but you um, said you tied the rope around the net that was holding this seltzer lantern in place. So if you chucked it out, you could almost throw it like a net out into the water. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking slip knot, like just yeah. sort of something that'll slip through. Can I... Can I get an acrobatics or athletics check to see how far out into the water this is thrown? Um, I just, I just need to know for some way. reasons. For no reason. Like, I just oh. need to know. Oh. 
just mm. interested. 17. Lyra, you, just, you swing this round relying on uh, centrifugal force. You just, and let it fly. As the light arcs through the air, lands in the water with a bit of a splash, it doesn't sink. The amount of air inside the vial is enough to keep it buoyant. And the water, whatever this liquid is inside of it, must be of equal or um, slightly lower density than the water around it to offset the weight of the glass as it bobs on the surface of the water silently. Comes to a rest. Sits there. And then suddenly you watch as it suddenly bumps a little bit over to the side. Could I get you to roll me a perception check? You have advantage as Ember is helping you with this. Perception one, two. Looking out over the unbroken surface of the lake with a 17. You see a long sinuous shape rise up, bump against the lantern and then drop back below the water. And then suddenly with a rush, you watch as this long serpent-like form, almost pale blue white, rises up this large head, almost sleek back with these stunted horns, pink spots along its head and this large scaled more open wide this creature is probably about 50 feet long and oh, roughly about shit. 20 feet wide as it rises up <sighs> closes down around the edge of the boy and then pulls it underneath the rope <sighs> suddenly pulled tight against your hands my question is are you holding on or letting go cool uh Assuming that the rope is tied more with a slip knot, the kind of thing that she can let go of and not lose her quarter staff, uh, she'll let go. If it's fixed to the quarter staff, then she's holding on for dear life. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get you to roll me another d100 just for fun. Let's see if uh, let's see if this knot Oof. pulls off the edge of the quarter staff, or if you're going for a swim. Wow. Let's have a look, see Lou. 64. The knot pulls, and you feel this sudden jerk as your feet give way underneath you, Ember reaching out to grab hold of you before the knot <laughs> slips off the edge of your staff, almost falling into the black surface of this lake as the creature <laughs> and then disappears below the rope <laughs> disappearing below the water as well with a <laughs> vanishing. The light um. illuminating the inside red hollow cavity of this creature you watch as the light slides through revealing this translucent skin as this serpent-like creature, tiny vestigial arms, tiny vestigial wings, circles and then dives back below. Can Is someone else swimming? Yes, I, I don't I don't fancy swimming. Um, no. Nope. Can Dream nope. do a history check or nature or yeah. honor or whatever? What, yeah, I'd say history or nature. History or nature. Um, I would like to roll that too. For those of you who are playing along and are going, what is that creature? Um, you do not know this is a homebrew creature. Uh, you will not find it in the monster manual yet. Uh, five, just like Dream, you look at this creature and go, some sort of eel. <laughs> it's an eel. <laughs> Seven for Niles. It's a, it's a big eel. It's a big one. Uh, you've heard of deep sea gigantism. Maybe deep cave gigantism is a thing? You're not sure. Oh. Why did it have wings and... Yeah. This legs. It's like a an underwater obese dragon. Uh, I don't I'm not I'm not a fan. No, I don't want to I don't want to fight that thing. Okay. That's for me. 
I should roll. I should roll for Ember. Ember would care about this. I will roll for Ember. Roll a nature check. He would absolutely care. Ember about would this. care. 18. Ember. Yeah, there we go. Ember sort of like nods along, uh, like mouth slightly open, and then seeing you guys sort of like looking around a bit confused, he goes, Um, that was a lungworm. Have you guys ever heard of them before? Oh. A, a what now? Something lives in your lungs? No, oh. no, 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 ah. um, no, no, no. Uh, it's a, a W Y R M. Anyway, uh, it's a it's a type of cave dragon. Um, I've I've only ever heard about them. I, I oh. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know they were real. Oh, a cave dragon. Yeah, type Don't of cave dragon. Have lungs? Uh, I I I don't know. Are I, they like? Are they like normal dragons, but in caves? That did not seem like a dragon well, I've heard of. There's lots of different types of, of, of lung dragons. I, I don't think it's anything to do with like lungs and breathing. Uh, I'm not really sure about that, but I can tell you that they're, they're much more long and sinuous than, uh, much more serpent-like than the dragons we, we know from the surface. Because just, it, it looks like one giant lung, I'm guessing? No, it's it's long and thin. It's more like a worm, hence the, the worm. But then it's spelt wrong anyway. It's something YRM. Pinky and fleshy. That's what that's. What it I was it is, yeah. I, 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 I think the scales uh, sort of give them this. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, the illustration I'd seen of one had these like long fronds, like red, like fans coming out from the side of the the head, almost forming like a head head crest of these. Oh. Red, fans. Don't, like don't an axolotl. Don't don't make it more any. What's it? What's an axolotl? What's that? Uh, it's 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 like a it's like a type of lizard. Uh, like a salamander oh. lives in caves, but it has its gills on the outside. Have you, have you, do, you do you know if it's something that we could converse with or have to fight? You mentioned the Tempest Guild de- dealing with Tiamat, and have you encountered dragons before, any of you? Uh, not, uh, not myself personally. I, I would have, but I died. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You just sounded that part of the story. Oh my god! Didn't you? you were dead for all the dragon encounters, weren't you? Yeah. Apart from the hatchery. Any knowledge of it is secondhand from Charma and the rest of the guild. That's hilarious. Because the only dragon you would have interacted with was the green dragon at the hatchery, like from the town of Greenness beforehand. But then you guys didn't really fight it. And then later on. No, she wasn't at Green Nest either, no, I don't think. No, he came in later. Yeah. She came Aww. in with Lockie, so she only, hasn't... Did you encounter the Clockwork Dragon on the airship? No, that was... You guys came in after oh, the Clockwork wow. Dragon because that was the defeating yep. of the Clockwork Dragon. Is yep. when, so you didn't actually... So the whole time the, you played Tyranny of Dragons... The Clockwork Dragon, when we were in yeah. the town in this current campaign, is the only yeah. experience with dragons that she's had. Yeah, wow. Okay. Um, even even the, uh, the White Dragon in the north, that yeah. was all still sharp. A Rathator. Um, that is, that's yeah. amazing that in the campaign Tyranny of Dragons, your character Lyra never once interacted with a dragon. It was only the other character, Shana. That's, yeah. that's great. Because you were making it about 30 episodes. You or were Lyra something. for about 30 episodes, yeah. yeah. That's, that's hilarious. That's actually, that's almost impressive, actually. And um, a bit of an eye opener for me. Clearly, I didn't throw enough dragons at you. Don't worry. And the bronze dragon for lost time. on the ship was also after she died. Yeah, that was after you died. Oh, no, no, was it bronze or red? Uh, red, and then when you guys went to oh, Chiari, which yeah. is the continent of dragons, yeah. that was all Shana. So all of the that's dragon stuff, Shana. all of the dragon content yeah. you missed. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's that's funny. That's that's a meme right there. That's amazing. That is a huge um, meme. <laughs> uh, you watch as um, I almost called him Wiltix. You watch as Ember shakes his head a little bit and goes, "I I don't know if they're intelligent. The the, the, the I'm just gonna put it out there. The only book I've read on this was by this crackpot." 
person called Fizban who wrote this whole thing about dragons and I didn't really read much about this. From memory, I don't think these ones are particularly intelligent. Their time underground has sort of regressed them. They're much more bestial, I think. I, I think it was just hunting. But then the question is, right, the Kotoa, do they cover the lanterns when they're in the water? Like, what do they use the lanterns for? Is it a signal to attract this thing? Well, it did the job. I don't know if I would want to keep that on my person if I'm going swimming. That seems like a death trap. Um, yes, I'm very confused. I need some time to think about this. Um, so, we can't really go in the water because that thing will just eat us. Not really. There's that wall shelf thing. Yeah, that Harry mentioned. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, Let's go quickly check should. that out. Maybe there might be something important. There was more baskets near there, wasn't there? Harry emerges from behind a rock. Um, quivering slightly, his prey instincts having been kicked in when this creature emerged from the depths to consume the tiny light. Oh, um, yeah, no, I saw a, saw a pathway up around the edge that seems to lead across a little rocky outcropping. Thrain's over there kicking some baskets now if you wanted to go join him. I think he's getting out some aggression. Oh. Thrain okay. at this point rushes back, axe out, seeing the dragon disappear under the water, looks down and goes, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I, I am too late again? as he looks at the dragon just disappearing into the dark water. Oh yes, Thrain, that would have been a worthy adversary. Although, I mean, not to doubt your abilities, but that thing was quite large. Get me another. Get me another. I want another light to throw in. Get me another light. Uh, As long as I need to to kill things. No, but realistically, how long can you hold your breath for? Maybe a minute at best. Okay, not long enough. No, no, that's not going to work, Thrain. Yes. Who would have thought that the greatest foe that faces you is, is, is water? Yes. No, it's his own lungs. His own lungs, of course. Although, Thrain, you are quite... Maybe you have a better lung capacity than us. We don't do much swimming up creatures. in the north. It is icy and cold. Oh, that makes sense. Dream's going to wander over with Harry <laughs> while these guys are talking about his lungs. Perfect. Uh, I, I nod a little bit and go join you. <laughs> oh, Harry, sorry, before we go off, did you find anything on the Kuatan? Oh, uh, nothing that interesting, uh, he says. Do I believe you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can roll an insight check if you like. <laughs> yeah, duh. Uh, insight check. I should roll deception for Harry. And the browser's so Harry is a deceptive little bunny. I have just seen he his sure deception. Is. Yeah. Um, He's tricky. So we've got a 15 from Lyra. Yeah, he seems legit. <laughs> um, I believe you. <laughs> only because you have to roll a deception check means it's not totally true. So. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, no, no, it's all good. I didn't find anything that interesting. Just some, Just some bits that I might try and sell later on. Uh, nothing, nothing interesting. Just, just some like stuff. Oh, oh like cool ingredients and stuff. Nah, nothing like that. Like he cool rocks. Puts a hand on his pouch. Nah, no, no rocks. No rocks. No rocks or ingredients. Fish. But you any, don't any, fish. Any, anything you'd like to share with the with the rest of the party, perhaps? He like reaches in and pulls out a few tiny gemstones, which he like holds out in his paw. This is everything. <laughs> I give him a, a bit of squint. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm sure it is. Do you want to make me a, a persuasion check, Niles, with your squint? Just out of interest. Oh, wait. Any of those gems look like emeralds? Uh, oh, good question. Or diamonds? Uh, no emeralds or diamonds. These do look like um, fragments of... Let me 
quickly pull open my list of gems. Um, Fragments of Appetite, this light, almost frosty blue um, crystal-like formation, um, which I'm not sure you would just know. I don't know why I'm giving out that information for free. Uh, (laughs) Niles, eight, Persuasion. Harry sort of like looks around, nods and goes, no, that was it. Nothing else. Oh, there was this, there was this statue, but you wouldn't be interested in that. Just a little figurine, like a little toy. Uh, was it, um, well, 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 just, just, it's all, it's all yours by all means, but was it a fish set? Was it a fishy statue or was it like a normal, like humanoid statue? This is no, kind of important information. Gives me the woolies and he reaches into his pockets. Gives me the woolies. Could we, could we have a look at it? As he, as he pulls out the statue, you see what looks like an elongated octopus, tentacles emerging from a central Ugh. point, and in the very center, a black hunk of obsidian rising from the center of this fleshy, monstrous appearance. I just thought, like, who, who, yep, yep, woolies, yes, I'm feeling it too, Hoot. It makes me feel a bit, makes me feel a bit spooked when I'm holding it. Maybe um, next time you get your wand out, you should uh, take a look at it with your special well, eyes. Well, actually, uh, perhaps Dream has seen this before. Dream? Um, yes? Uh, d- does this look familiar at all to you? I, I know you... What the fuck? <laughs> um, Dream, this looks nothing like an aboleth or the descriptions of an aboleth that you've been given. This is something wrong, something monstrous. It's asymmetrical, I... it's bizarre. I'll take that as a no, then. The creature that I thought killed that mage up there and I thought was working alongside, but uh, the aboleth that was mentioned, from my reports, it's meant to look like a a giant white sperm with a mouth. It's not a bad description, actually. <laughs> it's, not, it's not far off. I will, um, for, uh, for everyone's interest, I will put a picture of an aboleth in the... Uh, <laughs> just so that you can enjoy this as much as... Uh, as much as Christian and I are. Niles is going to pretend he knows exactly but what the that cre- is. But the, the guy, the corpse, when we asked him, said that he wasn't killed by an aboleth. So, see? See? It's like a giant well, white man. Well, yeah. maybe he was attacked <laughs> by whatever the fuck this is, then. Maybe. Um, what the, He said it was he was blasted. His mind was blasted. Well, I mean, his chest cavity was certainly blasted. Um, but yeah. Maybe. Like a pain in his, his head. Um, mm. I've heard that aboliths enslave others. That's why I was so certain that it was an abolith. But no, I don't know what that is. Um, I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm no expert in this, but if, the, if that uh, fish man carried around a little statue of this thing, it must have some powerful energy or some something. I'm just saying. It we should hold like on to it. it. Just in case we can even, well, in case we can use it to pretend that we're worshippers of them. In case we I, get, I, I just, I just immediately handed back to Harry. Like, oh yeah, you can take it. I don't want that anyway, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Bruce. I'll keep it safe. It's like if you came across a worshipper of um, uh, a, a different deity, uh, you might pretend in front of those worshippers that you're on good terms with that god, so that they see you in a better light. If we do come across too many Kuatoans and this one was holding this we might be able to use that to our advantage I believe that, ru- of- that ruse may work but until they realize that their friend hasn't returned from the fishing trip as harry yeah. takes back the statue you hear him mutter under his breath cthulhu for targan and then he tucks it away <laughs> wait what? No, i'm kidding i'm kidding uh, i'm kidding i couldn't resist <laughs> uh, uh is he 
on that note, sorry, just before we head off, Lyra, does anyone else have anything to do with this body? Are you what? going to make another Tim? No, I was going to throw it into the ocean, so the, the lake, so that um, if any other search parties come around, no one finds this dead body. Oh, well, we oh, should. Yes. The, the bridge only looks like it's a couple of meters. Maybe we save the body because we can do that same thing and maybe distract the weird lung pancreas dragon stomach mm. thing. Pancreas yeah. dragon. That is a homebrew monster I'm going to have to work on. Thrain, um, can you carry this for us? Of course. This thing is weak and small. Thrain looks down, picks it up by the leg, and begins pulling it behind him, leaving a, a streak of blood. Uh, I don't think it's greenish, much of anything anymore. Bluish Thrain. blood. It's <laughs> not <laughs> <Stop> fighting you. <laughs> Alrighty. As you guys. As you guys begin making your way over towards the edge of the rocky outcropping, um, I'm going to guess that you guys are taking it a bit slow and stealthy still. Would that be fair yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to do an average group stealth check. Could everyone please roll me a stealth check? I will roll for Thrain, Ember, and Harry as they are. Also, like the same mold earth, like if it looks like there's that same porous rock that like we're likely to like fall yeah. through the path or anything. You'll be pleased to know that this section of the cliff face is very, very well maintained. What um, the hell? The okay. dice landed on a 15, but it gave me a 10. I got robbed. You've been robbed. So we've got a 12 from Thrain, 10 from Ooh. Dream. Uh, do I have to roll for Tim? Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. For definitely for Tim. Uh, we've got a 14 for Ooh. Ember, 23 oh, for no. Niles, 25 for Harry, 11 Whoa. for Lyra, and 15 for Kong Chi. Um, Pretty good average. Average? Pretty good average. I think that's not anymore. Come not anymore. What's wrong? Oh no! Oh no! Seventeen. It's fine. Seventeen. So overall, that average, that average is about 19, 18, 18, 19, I believe. So what? So 12, 10, 14, 23, 25, 11, 15, 17. Yeah, that average. That actually. That average is out to about. 1718 wow. overall. That's that's, that's fantastic. That's that could have been good. a lot worse. Remember that Thrain has a actually Thrain's got a plus two to stealth. He's not too bad. He's not too bad. Perfect. I can't believe that, that Tim rolled a 17. Tim that's Tim rolled a 19. 19. Minus a 19 two for 17. He's a neg two. He's, oh yeah, minus God. two. Stealthy boy. As you all begin making your way up around the rock face. The cliffside pathway that's being carved out is clearly commonly used. You can see that there are many, many footprints, um, scratches along the walls where it's been very well maintained. That this is this is an area that is clearly kept at peak condition, kept safe, kept well used. And as you get closer around the edge, the rock wall continues for about 150, 200 feet around the outside of the cave before moving out over the open lake, a pathway made of stone, forming a bridge down towards these narrow islands below. You can hear the sound of chanting, soft glow of fires from around the village, as the island area in front of you begins to move into view. The camp is made up of what looks to be one large central island and two smaller islands. A series of tents have been constructed around the smaller islands and a massive tent in the very center. All around are the ruins of what looks like ancient stonework, very different in style to the tents that have been constructed of hide and leather. The stonework is this 
grayish blue stone, ancient and aged, covered in faded markings. An archway rises in the very center of the stone bridge at the entrance to the village before you. The sound of chanting and drumbeats grows louder and louder as you begin to walk across the bridge. And you see, standing in front of the main tent, visible to your eyes, even those of you without dark vision, as the fires around this tent rise high, creating a soft glow. The drum beats rise in intensity. Boom, 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 boom. And then as this figure raises his staff high above, a shell etched, carved into the top, the crowd falls silent. Come, followers. Today, we bring our god, Shadaridak, back into the world. Bow before Shadaridak. And you hear around, echoing through the cavern, voices crying out. Many voices. All hail Shadaridak! All hail Shadaridak! Answering one another. There's a sudden pulse of light as all of the Kuatoa drop to their knees, bowing before this priest, raising his staff high above. His eyes take on this bright blue light, and as he raises his hands, energy begins to coalesce between his fingers. Uh, yeah, no, look, I'm, um, uh, Aaron Yeagering this. I'm not letting him finish his transformation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as he starts, like, raising to summon some fucking god that he's talking about. Yeah, uh, no, nah, none of that. <laughs> on Kong and I'm charging the Archpriest down. Brilliant. Uh, you, as, as you guys are sort of making your way along this narrow ledge, this is all kind of happening about 100 maybe 80 feet away as you charge forward on Kong Chi. I'm happy for everyone to catch up. 100 or 80 or 100 and Sorry, it is it is 100 feet to the edge of the village, which would make it 10, 20, 30, 40. So that would be 140 feet to get to Archpriest, the Archpriest rising above. the Because where I've placed you on the map is, is at the entrance to the battle map, but it's not quite where you guys are. You're a little bit of a I'm happy back. with that. One dash will bring me within. 20 feet forward, Lyra can hit him. Perfect. Oh, as, true, you, true, true. as you guys are all charging forwards to this, the cliffhanger I am going to end on today is hovering above the large tent. Invisible until the priest begins glowing with energy is what looks like a crystal black geode. And as it cracks around the outside, that is where we're going to end for tonight. And we will come back with everybody to experience that together. There was no way I was going to let the others miss this. Holy shit. All hail Shadaridak. And that... Is where we're wow. ending for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Ooh, I, hope I just want to kill some fish. A suitable cliffhanger for tonight. Wow. We okay. are going to be back next week for more Return of the Giants. And the good news is it is not the end next week. We are actually going to be going for another week after that. Uh, Wednesday the 20th will be our last session before Christmas. So we will definitely have um, this session and another uh, session for the next one. So we will get through this combat encounter. This is not a single episode combat encounter this is a multi-episode combat encounter this is uh, i've had a lot of fun designing this battle map i cannot wait for you guys to see it it's been loads of fun all righty it should be terrifying i um i've been getting a little bit into um so so this is a little behind the scenes but i'm going to share this now for those lovely people who've stuck around to the end um i have a a sci-fi D&D eldritch horror one shot that i'm working on that's going to be about oh, yeah. four sessions 
Um, it's going to be the same rules as D&D, but I've retextured and reflavored some things for space. So rather than an armor class, you'll have a recharging shield of temporary hit points. That's an energy shield that replenishes after a few turns of not getting hit. Um, but it's going to be an Eldritch Horror style uh, space themed adventure. Fuck that yeah. Does take place in the same universe as Nostea. Um, oh, just, no, a part of, just a part of oh, Nostea we haven't seen yet. So uh, I'll be announcing oh. that next year, but that's going to be, I'm going to get some some special guests for that one. And it's going to be a, a four episode little one shot sci-fi space thing. But yeah, very much Eldritch psychological horror style. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I had, a, I had an idea for a, a Eldritch monster after watching the most recent Doctor Who episode, The Wild Blue Yonder, which is one uh... of the greatest horror episodes I've ever seen. And they did not go far enough with the horror. They hinted at it and then they pulled back. And I was like, no, no, no. There's so much more disturbing shit you could do with this. So um, I'm going to do it because it's really fun. Um, but from oh, all of us yeah. here tonight, thank you so, so much. <sighs> if you've made it to the end, make sure you hit that subscribe button. You otherwise, otherwise you'll make Christian sad. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the thumbs up no button. Way. And if you would like to leave a comment, please do. We have our Avatar Legends Q&A session next week. If you had any questions about the campaign, please chuck them in the uh, Discord. Um, and I was going to ask, Alvi, did you want to join us for that? Because you played for a very large portion of the Q&A session. Sweet yes, sure. Jump on with uh, jump on with Brandon. I figure you, you may as well come and join us. You were around for like seventy percent of that campaign, so uh, I think it'd be good to find out what uh, find out what um, uh, Oki did after the end of that campaign, which we will discuss yeah. in the Q and A session. Cool. But from yeah. all of us here tonight, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back for the fight. Christian has been waiting for two weeks for <laughs> next <laughs> week. I only got to I know. Yeah. Well, I I. I when you guys took this session a little bit slower, I wasn't sad because it does mean that the others will be here for it. I uh, It was going to yeah. be a bit sad to miss half the crew for this particular uh, particular episode. And we do have everyone First, back next week. I thought the dragon was the combat. And then I remember that I'm also a dungeon master and not every creature you see is a combat encounter. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I actually, so um, I actually have a rule like, oh, where the there's monster, we have to fight it. There's a minimum of four ways that you can get fire any encounter that I come up with. There's minimum of four that I will think of, minimum, and only one or two of them will be uh, involving combat. I, I always try and make sure there's multiple ways around every single encounter, and it's all up to you guys. And ninety percent of the time. These guys choose option five, which I had not considered, <laughs> which yeah. is always yeah. loads of fun. So um, I, I do I do recommend that. It is, it is always good practice to get into the mindset of like whatever situation you set up, make sure there's multiple ways to uh, that you can think of approaching it as a DM because the players will think of something that you haven't thought of, I promise, every time. We join the Kuatoans and slay the entire Mykonid village. You totally could do that. I, I, I actually have, <laughs> I have, no, 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 you're laughing, but I have a system in place for someone who the Kuatoans believe in. Because you know how the Kuatoan belief can create yeah. gods? I actually, I wanted to homebrew what that might look like. I have done so. I have created a system <laughs> of Kuatoan belief yeah. boons. And it's going to be like the epic boons from Mythic Odyssey of Theros. If the Kuatoans <laughs> believe in you as a god, there is a benefit to you. Wow. It's not a permanent benefit, but it is a benefit. Well, um, too bad we're making session. Too bad you're making yeah, sashimi. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> Those Mykonids were cool and all, but like, yeah. you know what's that is? I suddenly just it have a feeling about the Kuatoans. I really okay. feel like a bit of sushi train. <laughs> and we're going to be going to be chopping up uh, <laughs> chopping up the uh, the Kuatoans next time. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Stay safe, stay well. We will see you all again really, really soon. But until then, 
farewell, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Night. Oh, the merch store is now live on YouTube. If you want to get some cool merch and look like a baller, make sure you do so. There's loads of cool new stuff and there's going to be new designs dropping every week on the lead up to Christmas. That is a promise from me to you that I will stick to, including loads of stickers with quotes from the characters. I've been working on special stickers with character quotes. There's so many good quotes for the characters. Um, for one, I think the Yerveth with a thorn whip border going oh. fucking thorn whip is probably one of my favorites. That's brilliant. That's very good. <laughs> so that is something to look forward to as well. Until next time, everybody, stay safe, stay well. Goodbye. Goodbye.